Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. When you invite your wife to an interaction that is designed to intentionally talk about the past and you clarify, can we, I would like to sit down with you this Thursday and talk about your perception of the past and then next Thursday, talk about my perception of the past. If you invite it and you've already done some successful verbal intimacy and cognitive intimacy, and you make sure you maintain the intimacy when you're talking about your memories of the past and her memories of the past, then all of the past needs to be talked about. And it should be talked about. You don't get to pass into psychological spiritual and physical intimacy in a healthy way unless both of you get to have a full conversation about the past. This is not a one-sided thing, brethren. So anything that you can't move on past and is still torturing you, you're allowed to talk about it. And she gets to talk about all the stuff that she needs to talk about if we're going to get through emotional intimacy. Shannon? I was going to point out too that, you know, you know, I've heard you teach here and, and, um, try to practice myself is talking about the past isn't bringing up everything the other person did wrong. That's not what talking about the past is. Um, correct me if I'm wrong when I say that, Maurice. Does that make sense how I'm saying that? Um, it's not meant to, to, um, when we talk about the cat, the past to sit down and have a full confession again. Of everything. No, t- when we get more into verbal intimacy, we'll get there soon because we've already, or excuse me, emotional intimacy. What lesson is that on? Is that one of the next ones? I think we're getting close. Haven't we already talked about cognitive? Let me take a look real quick. What lesson is um, emotional intimacy on, brethren, for those of you who have access to it right now? Here we go. Let's see, 20. So we're on 19 today. 17. 26, I think. 26. Are you kidding me? Protecting sensitivity systems, contra lost battles. Oh my gosh, guys, we have plenty of work to do to get ready. Oh, there's cognitive intimacy at 23. Well, this is how long it takes, brethren. If you haven't noticed to get just verbal intimacy correctly, you got to bring these pieces with you. So deep, complex conversations of the past aren't even part of what we're doing yet. We will talk about those later. These are all elements to creating healthy verbal intimacy, healthy foundational intimacy. If you can't 
go into your interactions with the observational mindset, then we can never get to the other ones. Let me give you a walkthrough of what this looks like. You've done your checklist. You've checked to make sure you are ready to bring instead of receive. You're ready to have charity. You're ready to have compassion. You're ready to add value. Okay. And what we're expecting is we're looking for things you haven't seen before in this woman. We're looking for ways she's unhealed still. Imagine you're approaching a dog who has been bitten by a wolf or something like that. And it was been a week or two and you're checking to see where is it still hurt? Where is it not still hurt? How, in what ways is it healed? In what ways is it not healed? We're going to bring a little bit of water. We're going to bring a little bit of food. We're going to try to build trust with an injured animal. When you are re-entering the space of your wife, you're trying to create that disposition. What if you're panicking too much when you approach a injured animal? What happens? It can smell your fear. It can smell that you're afraid of getting hurt. If you're still scared, then you're not ready to approach it. You're not ready to try to fix things. You've got to approach her in such a way that you are calm, warm, nurturing, encouraging, or else you're not ready yet. I've had guys say, what about her? She's the injured party here. She's the one with the bit leg. If you've been hurt too, then don't even try until you're healed. I've met some of you. I've interviewed some of you. Some of you are still burned by what she's done and said to you. If you're still burned, brethren, don't go trying to repair things with her until you're feeling better. That's why we have the checklist. Are you feeling healthy? Are you feeling strong? Are you feeling courageous? If you're not, and you're going to, well, I want her to make me feel better. I want her to heal my pain. I want her to give me encouragement. That's not you getting the right mindset to heal the relationship. If you're still thinking about what she needs to do for you, we can't build it. That's not taking care of a plant. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f- when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.